Welcome back to another episode of This Film Not Rated, a branch of the Music City Drive-In Podcast Network, where we try to not rate movies that we've seen this week. Uh, the internet seems to think that there is an objective truth to a film, and we're here to prove them wrong by taking on a, a challenge of a gauntlet of 15 questions. If we cannot get through that gauntlet by answering every single question as objectively as possible, then we just drop the questions all together and move on to speaking freely about the movie that we are talking about. On the upside, if you are able to get through all 15 questions, speaking as objectively as possible, you will get a certificate signed by both myself and Eric, as well as a prop from the movie that you are talking about as an acknowledgement of the of your ability to speak completely and wholly objectively about film. Uh, this week, we are finishing up Halloween Ends. I have a, a prepared, written description of the movie. Ooh. Because this is polarizing, and this is why we do what we do. Yes. Halloween Kills ended after 2018 made a huge celebration of the relationship between Laurie Strode and Michael Myers, and a whole movie of Laurie being incapacitated until Michael took this huge personal stroke at her and killed her daughter. Yes. And the expectation was they're going to do this massive trilogy, and the marketing ramped this up. Now, right after Kills ended, Jamie Lee Curtis went to the internet and said, people are not going to like Halloween Ends. Mm-hmm. Surprise. <laughs> um, <laughs> the idea, I think, is everyone has an expectation for a Halloween movie to be Michael Myers killing people and suspense and a specific type of horror. And, you know, when it gets too aggressive with the kills, people don't like this, a la Halloween Kills and the Rob Zombie Michael Myers. Mm -hmm. They want it to be a little bit grounded, a little bit suspenseful, but they want Michael Myers to be cold and vicious and, you know... All of this is to say what people's expectations seem to clearly be was Endgame, like we joked about it in, in the last episode Yeah, for Kills. And we said in that episode, this is more like Iron Man 3, where everything in the marketing that David Gordon Green and company are trying to say, mm -hmm. even though I still think they're way out of touch and have gripes with them, is all, this is the story, this is the ends of the story we wanted to tell. Not the ends of the franchise. Yeah. They've been very public about the fact that this is not supposed to conclude some saga of the franchise, and it never was. Mm -hmm. That's not what the studio has said, though. That's not what the marketing has said, though. And so everyone very, very much is, is in line, you know, like, it makes sense for people to believe that this was supposed to be, you know, the rise of Michael Myers or, you know, Halloween Endgame or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. So all that aside, let me describe a movie without those expectations. Go ahead. Do it. In a town wrecked with grief over the attack of a mass murderer, parents come home one Halloween night and their babysitter, at that moment, may or may not have accidentally kicked their son off a three-story staircase to his death. Mm. That babysitter's life for the next several years has been less or worse than it could be. And he's been pushed and threatened by people until he's nearly killed. Mm -hmm. He finds love with a survivor of the mass murderer, and as they start to fall in love, he grows more confident in himself 
but caught between love and evil. He chooses revenge and evil, ultimately. Mm -hmm. And then he meets Michael Myers, and that shape, I know you know I'm using that word very intentionally, Mm -hmm. is something that helps give like a structure to something he's going through. And the Strode family now has an actual personal connection that brings that killer home. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's Halloween Ends. That's a movie that is not based on everyone's prejudgments and what this should be and what it is. Okay. So, that's Halloween Ends. Now, now for the hard part. Gauntlet begins now. Eric, is Halloween Ends a good or bad movie? If you were expecting a Michael Myers movie similar to 2018's Halloween, this movie will not match those expectations. And therefore, you may not feel that this is the movie you expected. If you are not someone particularly attached to the Halloween franchise, so you have no expectations, there have been several people noting, despite their gripes with the movie, at least one solid emotional performance, whether that be from the actor who plays Corey or Jamie Lee Curtis, and There have been several remarks about the direction and shot composition of the movie having a lot of thought and detail and color and depth in a way that people speak favorably. Okay. What was the best scene of the movie? I have not yet seen a negative criticism of the final interactions between Laurie Strode, Allison, and Michael Myers specifically. Not saying there isn't one, you're saying you have yet to see one. So, okay. What should be cut from the movie? Okay. Got it? As Laurie Strode in the beginning of the movie is describing, as she's writing her book, the impact Michael Myers has had on history, Mm -hmm. there are extra shots of the original Halloween and 2018's Halloween and Halloween Kills. Mm -hmm. She's trying to describe the terrible effect that Michael Myers had on the town. In that sequence, she's trying to describe Michael Myers caused this and this and this. Right. The dialogue she's giving. One of the shots that they show is the nurse accidentally shooting herself from Halloween Kills. Mm. And. And all that made me think about was the fact that they weren't tying together the movies. um, Halloween Kills and Halloween Ends. That they weren't tying together the movies Halloween Kills and Halloween Ends. 
And that's subjective. Because yep. if someone thinks that they are, that one in 99.9999 who's yeah. going to think that they are is it. So <laughs> I think that's nah, it. Buzz. Yep. Still, that's that. That seems to be a tough one. Is what is is what should be cut? There's because it's not just what could be cut; it's what should be cut. Right, and that's you know everyone out there has you know I can hear the jokes already. Mm-hmm. Oh, you should cut the whole movie. Oh, you should cut the this actor's throat. Like you should you know like all these <laughs> like yeah. It, it just this this it's so important because so much of the discourse around this movie is based on what people feel like it should be. Yeah. But also it's really hard to go to bat for like David Gordon Green mm-hmm. who literally wrote the equivalent of the line somehow Palpatine returned <laughs> in Laurie Strode saying, "Well, you'd think it'd be impossible for someone to get away from a situation like that." Mhm. Where, yeah, where there's only one staircase and the person you just killed just screamed and everyone knows where you were going. And the daughter who just fought Michael, multiple police officers are all sitting in the front door right in front of the stairs. There's absolutely no consequence to that. Uh-huh. And in the extended cut, he even gets on the phone and Jamie Lee Curtis knows what happened. Yeah. You're telling me, you're telling me that the way you're going to write your way out of that is... You know, somehow that concluded. Yeah. Like, how do you go to bat for someone who just so clearly is out of touch with with his audience? Uh, you know. Yeah. No, I I, <laughs> I I I I understand. And like this this movie, it's it in itself is polarizing. Maybe as much, if not more so, than Halloween Kills. Uh, it's bizarre, right? I think yeah. it's because there just weren't that many people who were favorable on Halloween Kills. Right. I mean, we're and so, part of those people, but there. But we also have aspects of the movie that we like. Well, so are you favorable on this? On Halloween Ends? I actually yeah. liked it a lot. It's, my, 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 my biggest gripe with Halloween Ends, it's, 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 it's the Halloween movie that I've seen that most feels disassociated from Halloween. Mm. Uh, Even Halloween 3. Even Halloween three, uh, this I I I I've said this before. This movie feels more like a spiritual successor to to John Carpenter's Christine than it does with Halloween. Because even Corey has that kind of Archie mentality from Christine, where he's slowly being corrupted by an outside force. Uh, it feels like a wider John Carpenter homage than yeah. just that. Even just the idea. A lot of people who have who have even been complaining about this call it it like it's an anthology movie and it's like widely known that john carpenter's original idea was to have this be an anthology and that's why he was involved as much in halloween 3 mm-hmm. as he wanted to be and resents halloween 2 yeah and then the other thing a vast majority of the film is literally just about the people from halloween kills going through their own trauma kind of like laurie did in halloween 2018 from halloween uh, 1978 where you're watching the aftermath even four years later and how people have, have not forgotten. They haven't forgiven even Laurie Strode for apparent, apparently got out. I think that, that she wanted Michael Myers to get out and now she's being blamed for that or some stupid thing like that. I thought you were talking about that moment, the survivor from Halloween kills, which I'm really thankful that that character survived. Mm -hmm. The hard part is to continue to try to swallow this pill that, 
Laurie and Michael are not related. Everyone remember, there's no connection between them. The, he, the whole thing was supposed to be tragic, that he actually did not care about her at all. They're yeah. not supposed to be a thing. Right. And that was the whole twist of 2018, is they had to, because they separated them from being related, mm -hmm. they had to force Michael to be near her. Yeah. So then us as the audience is thinking, okay, so they're not a thing. Michael Myers is back to being the ambiguous boogeyman who could be after any, everyone, and everybody likes that. Yes. So then when you hang this character's depression and and anxiety and self-hatred mm -hmm. uh Lori's on the idea that she is responsible for michael mm -hmm. it doesn't feel right yeah and, it, and it, it's it's not just her it's also Corey's mom who blames Lori for i guess yeah. archie going down a, a bad path uh so the closest i can get to justifying this mm -hmm. is everyone knows her house went up with them trying to burn michael yeah and he survived, and only after that did he kill, like, I don't know how high the body count is in, in Halloween Kills, but it's up there. It is. It's, it's the highest body uh, count in any Halloween movie, I think. I guess I guess it's back to dead meat for me after this to go, you know, total that up. <laughs> yeah. But I know the, the kill count is pretty, pretty quiet and personal in 2018. You know, it's, it's mm -hmm. a couple of babysitters and people related to Laurie Strode. Yeah. It's, it, and then Doctor Sartain. Yeah, it's the same way with Halloween Ends. There, there, there aren't, there aren't a whole lot of kills, but most of them have some sort of personal meaning or vendetta to them. Uh, the two yeah. that I can think of that were just mean spirited were the record player, the uh, radio DJ, and yeah. the father being shot in the head by one of Corey's bullies. It's that thing that I don't think I made totally clear when I was talking about Halloween Kills, mm -hmm. where. They do such a good job of giving gravity and weight to the death and the murder in in these movies mm -hmm. that in Halloween Kills and with a kill like that, yeah. where they don't and they play it off like you're supposed to laugh at it, it doesn't it feel right. It feels like you're primed to feel really tense and morbid over what happened. Mm -hmm. And then they go silly with it. Yeah. The record store guy mm -hmm. trying to rewatch the movie. He is everywhere, but it's everywhere in a way that, again, is very unsubtle. And they just don't like David Gordon Green not only doesn't isn't on attached with his audience. He does not trust his audience at all. Right. Uh, he He's like, I need to make this guy a thing because we want to do some exploitation homage to like 80s slashers. And I know the exploitation is more 70s, but that was very clearly a specific style. That shock jock radio kind of personality doing that thing and him having the sort of aesthetic that he has and, and the idea of the tongue skipping on the radio. It's so clearly somebody's like idea of a set piece it's like yeah when you come up with an action set piece and build a movie around it mm -hmm. here the movie just didn't justify that right you could have just split up some of the teenagers and done something with it you know like mm -hmm. you could have it, like, it was like in christine yeah that's a really good comparison and that's the thing i i really like christine and this so has the I. same <laughs> this has the same feeling of like a slow quiet build mm-hmm which, again, must really piss people off. You have this giant, loud plane coming in like it's going to be dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun like all kinds of like crazy Halloween nonsense. And instead, what you get is just... Yeah. Like... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. like the, the driving story is very kind of like downbeat, kind of like relaxing chill. 
especially the relationship between Corey and Allison. Yeah. Which a lot of people are criticizing and have problems with. I'll, I'll, there is a criticism I agree with with this movie, and that's that stuff happens really quickly. But I, I don't always think that that's a bad thing. Like, I know that it happens very quickly to the point that that's odd for the audience. For example, uh, him killing the homeless person, Corey, killing that homeless person. Yeah. It's like, all of a sudden, whoop, here we go. He's He's killed more than one person. And it's like, oh, 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 okay. You know, because like, we're in a weird position, you and I, because I spoiled stuff. And I kind of think, I wonder if I owe you an apology. When we did Halloween Kills, I, I said that that company, people who've been talking, talked about the story of this movie is a uh, babysitter gets blamed for killing a kid. And then he be- basically becomes a copycat. Michael Myers. Right. Okay. Right. right. I-, I kept it loose. I said a Michael Myers copycat becomes involved. Yeah. But the idea is if you know those two elements going into the movie, mm-hmm. I'm trying to watch the movie thinking like someone who didn't know that. Right. And then I'm watching the opening. And it says it's 2019, and I'm just thinking, did they just get that wrong? Is it still 2018? Uh-huh. And you set up this horrific death, and it's like, oh, man, stuff is going crazy in Haddonfield. Yeah. And then you cut to Laurie Strode, and you see that they skipped everything, and you're like, wait, hold on, what? <laughs> so you just spent this whole opening sequence with this kid, then find out it has nothing to do with the story you've been watching. Uh-huh. Okay. Then... um. You you are slowly watching the characters trying to pick up their lives while you're trying to get over the fact that there's going to be no resolution to kills. Yeah. <laughs> so all of those moments where the characters are trying to move on and live their lives and having these emotional moments, I think a wide majority of the people in the audience are pissed off and trying to work that out. Yeah. That, and process that. Yeah, I, I think so. And and you're right, I did have a little bit of a primer going into this, but also my expectations for ends were so low by the end of by, 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 by the end of Halloween Kills. I think if I got anything slightly different from the traditional Halloween uh feel, I was gonna be pleased. Yeah, and that's they, they right off the bat they open over the universal logo with the music coming from the Shock Jock Radio guy. Yeah, which the was so that was so jarring. But yeah, it's different. And the though. titles are stylized to be more like uh, TV static and, and leaning. You know, when Cabin in, in the Woods came out, the opening of that had the same effect on me that the Shock Duck Radio did, where I felt like, did I, did did we start playing the right movie? I'm confused. What's going on here? Because they're just talking. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love Cabin in the Woods. So, um, <laughs> I noticed a common criticism for a bunch of people is that this movie has too many plot lines going on. No, yeah. there's only three. Yeah, there's, there's only Cory turning evil, mm-hmm. Cory's relationship with Allison, which technically are really connected, mm-hmm. and Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, and it's kind of just a parallel between him and Jamie Lee Curtis. Mm-hmm. But I recognize something. Okay, technically, if you take well, Michael Myers, we're waiting on him to come back because everyone expects it. You would think that's a plot line, and then yeah. The teenagers, if you think those are supposed to be the new slasher fodder, you would think, oh, that's a plot line. Mm-hmm. And it's like, if you technically, if you take apart like Halloween, uh, any of them, what Halloween five is the one I'm trying to make it through right now. Right. Well, Tina has a romance with her boyfriend and wants to work that out. And that's one subplot. Yeah. And the lead from the fourth one is caught by surprise and attacked. And that's one subplot. But really the whole movie is just Michael Myers is coming back to kill people. Yeah. And... 
I guess if you look at it that way, it has more plot threads than Halloween 2018. But that's just because there's one plot thread in 2018, and that's Michael Myers is back in Haddonfield, and Jamie Let's Lee see. Curtis is out to, 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 to Not- kill him. Allison is trying to hang out with her family and friends. Yeah. And cope with what's going on with Jamie Lee Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis is waiting on Michael to come back. Mm-hmm. Okay. Michael is coming back and trying to kill people. Dr. Sartain is a thing. Yeah. Okay. Like, I mean, I could even throw in the police there, like, trying to do their thing. And, like, they're, the, 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 if you include the radio hosts who are going after Jamie and trying to collect the story of Michael Myers. Yeah. Like, there's another one. Like, it, it's very, I think people are just so pissed off right now. That it's and it's way too bold of me to say this because I feel like people really are passionate. I really love this franchise. I just I don't think yeah. I have a sense of. It's kind of sad. It's like people who are a fan of this franchise and mm-hmm. want to see it be something that can be considered like meritable art, right? Like have been let down. By so many installments. Yeah. Like, since 5 and the Cult of Thorn, and people who don't like the Rob Zombie ones, which is, like, a lot to most of them. Mm-hmm. And, like, so many of them have just been like, uh, and this one, 2018 showed so much promise in being something that is, like, you take Halloween and you put it as a franchise on par with something transcending horror, like yeah. Marvel and Star Wars and The Matrix and Lord of the Rings and Halloween, you know? Right, right. And then for the ending to land on this limp idea, like, I I feel for people who are, like, so disappointed and walking in and just being crushed at these creators who just did not care about the success they got or what they were doing. Because Halloween 2018, they did bend over backwards to edit. They, like, they wanted to do the 1970s stuff, and they yeah. were like, wait hold off see if you can do it and if you, they get let you do a sequel mm-hmm. um and the big thing that david gordon green is like he has pissed me off again <laughs> is He's doing that uh, a lot lately we questioned last time how with covid going on do you end up with a movie that feels so jumpy and inconsistent yeah that's because they were busy turning halloween ends from a movie that also took place the same night in 2018 into this movie that takes place four years later. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. they put all their work into this movie. And that's why right when Halloween Kills came out, Jamie Lee Curtis already knew what was going to happen and ends and everything. Because they had been working on that during the time that they had delays for Halloween Kills. Yeah. And it's like, whoops. You know, if you if you had layered Corey in the same Halloween night. Mm-hmm. You can you can see what they're going for, chopped up into pieces. Yeah, Doctor Sartain is fascinated with evil. The land is fascinated with evil. Corey has evil within him. Michael Myers is the idea of evil. Everyone wants like a like a piece of understanding of how evil is operating in this territory. They've taken away his name. Laurie Strode literally called him the Shape in the first movie and didn't even you know like call him Michael till later. And like, it, it's so clear in retrospect what they wanted this movie to be over one halloween night where he came home and it got crazy yeah you could like 
like if this took place on the same night, you you, you could even just have have Corey like somewhere in in the background watching Michael kill a few people, but like always at but like always out of sight. You could have him get like get the interest in. Uh, then Lily just pick up. He puts on uh, he puts on another Michael Myers mask. There are two Michael Myers creeping around, mm-hmm. and people don't figure that out till yeah. it's too late. And that, that... Allison's boyfriend cheats on her, so she storms off. Mm-hmm. And this other friend Corey that she was close with is like you know yeah. The 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 uh... the two Michael Myers thing could have been like a reference to that one weird incident in Halloween two where the boy that Lori. Ben Tramer. The car was just going. They call out, and the guy like stops in traffic, and he's nailed, and then it explodes. <laughs> right. I can't even ID him. Right. All but see that's yeah. That's the kind of thing, though. That's I think that's the reason why I felt like safe going into this, and why I was so impressed mm-hmm. with this movie, and how like quietly it rolls through. Like it's pretty easy to figure out what's going to happen. Yeah. Like like but, uh, we we watched it together. We 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 were calling things like five minutes before they happened. Yeah, like this movie is not scary. No, it's more horrific in horror. Mm-hmm. Like what they're doing and that descent is tragic and horrific in nature. Mm-hmm. Um, I love I lo- really like the actor who plays Corey. Yeah, I same. like the actress that played Allison. I was I was trying to think about this because so many people complain about Allison, and it's like. Uh, yes, they never did more substantial with her character, but at least in this movie, she makes her own choices. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She has agency and purpose and drive and intentionally does everything she's doing. In the middle of kills, she's like, I'm going to go with people to go kill Michael Myers. And then guess what? She gets beat up and nothing happens. So, like, I don't know what people expected there to be deeper about her personality wise, but the whole point of the first one is that generational trauma comes through mm-hmm. and you can tell, like she tried to have a relationship with a police officer and you can tell that there's some broken history here where she's trying to make a life for herself. Mm-hmm. And when she sees someone that she feels like she can open up to, she like snaps on that immediately. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I just, I really fell for it. Yeah, I think the guy's performance was enough, and I, I think I, I love Jamie Lee Curtis. Mm-hmm. Whether she's sitting in the chair tapping up against the wall, Ooh. or she's like, "Damn it, I wanted to bake you a pie," or you know, she's being she's, flustered and unable to talk in the grocery store. And then when she's confronted after the grocery store, and she's just kind of sinking. Yeah, you know, like the the only parts of her that I don't believe by the end of the movie are the bravado parts. That one moment which is like, did you really think I'd kill myself? It's like, yeah. Why are you so, why are you so bold all of a sudden? Like, you've, you've been strong. There's nothing wrong with also being human. Yeah. Like. I, I, I literally thought at that point she was in downward spirals going through something where. Yeah. It quickly turned into an action movie for like five seconds at that point. Yeah. And that, that, that really comes down to my main gripe, which is the dialogue. Mm-hmm. Um, which is such a huge problem. I feel like this movie on mute would be fully what I think it is in my head mm-hmm. when the reality is that the dialogue is it's sometimes borderline insufferable because it's so, again, just like Kills, smacking you back and forth across the face with what it's trying to say. Yeah. You know, in the beginning, she's like, let him in. Let it in. Let evil in. Yeah. And like two seconds ago, she just said, Michael truly was evil. And it's like, we get it, we get it, we get it, we get it, we get it. We got it in 1978. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so, yeah. 
Uh, I had to, uh, but uh, like on 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 the flip side, the direction and the body language, I really liked, especially when it came 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 to Corey. Uh, the first time you see him after the incident, he's working at a mechanic shop. He's wearing the coveralls that Michael has. When he goes to that Halloween party, he's wearing the scarecrow mask that's very reminiscent of the clown mask that young Michael wore. He's even tilting his head in that like awkward way. It, it's like it, it's a, a whole bunch of uh, like 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 direction that's that's giving uh, mirroring cues that tie him to Michael Myers, and it's constant throughout the film, all the way up until he meets Michael Myers, where you get one of the editing things that I have an issue with, where you have like. Well, I guess not, 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 not editing. The eye thing. Yeah, the eye thing. It's, 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 it's Ugh. not, it's, it's not editing, but it's a sequence, and it doesn't need to be there. It should have, it should have been one shot. Yes. Of just a close up of Michael Myers reflected in his eye. Yes. And then just move on. Mm-hmm. Again, David Gordon Green insisted Michael Myers is not supernatural. It's like okay, so he's been <laughs> after every piece of crap that has happened to michael over halloween kills and halloween 2018 mm-hmm. like he's like a crusty old part of the crew part of the ship dead man's chest dude sitting in the wall yes and then he kills someone and it like gives him the blood of life like he's a vampire <laughs> yes. now the actor who plays michael james jude courtney mm-hmm. i think is my favorite actor who's played michael myers with nick castle yeah uh yeah, I think that like the way that that they portray the shape is is very similar to the point where I was I was convinced that that was Nick Castle in the suit still. Mm-hmm. And he still he there are moments where he seems frail and there are moments where he seems indestructible and that dude has the ability to choose how he comes across. Yeah. I really hope he's not done uh doing some effective stunt work, character work, you know. Mm-hmm. He's he's phenomenal. Jamie Lee Curtis is phenomenal, and that's the thing. It's just it's just so solid. But there's just shut up. <laughs> Stop letting your characters ruin the movie by talking. Like, oh, you can get so much more of an effective uh, message with just like motion and imagery than you can with dialogue. One of the, one of the best moments that I would go so far as to say is a perfect moment in the movie. Mm-hmm. Is Allison through a bunch of terrible dialogue decides to uh, leave uh, home that night and leave Jamie Lee Curtis alone? Yeah, but it's raining, mm-hmm. and she notices in the distance that the radio tower is on fire. Yes, and she gets a call that she doesn't need to get. So I guess it's not perfect. Um, saying that there was a a suicide called in. Mm-hmm. And you know she knows everything. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 just the way they decided to finally end Michael Myers was g- good. Yeah. I'm I'm so 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 sick and tired of someone not just stabbing him over and over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We still didn't I, get I'm, that in this movie. We still got fatal blows, but we didn't get someone just stabbing him constantly. Well, the idea of draining him of blood made sense, but then yeah. we saw he still had a bunch of blood when he got put into the thing. <laughs> yes. I think they wanted to serve an ending for Michael Myers, mm-hmm. and I think that was ultimately the point of the movie. Michael Myers, like, even if you kill Corey, that's still Michael Myers has to end for this to stop. Yeah. Because then there's no Michael Myers for some other evil person to fit that shape. Mm-hmm. Um, but... 
as, as much as I like the ending, yeah, they're they're it, like. Uh, despite David Gordon Green saying that that he's not supernatural, like I, I, I so don't trust him at this point. That uh, throughout the entire procession, when they're walking him to the grinder, throw him in finally. Yep. I'm just sitting there waiting for Michael Myers to just get up and start killing people again because I just don't trust David Gordon Green to be to, to like have Michael Myers not be immortal. Well, also we can't trust anyone anymore to not have been told to lie by a studio, right? But uh, at that, I am glad we actually got a movie where we where Michael Myers actually does die. You could say H two O at the end of that, but then that was retconned uh, by Resurrections, where it's just a well, cop. It it was retconned before Resurrections. That's the weird thing. Hmm. That's um, they they made them come up with a like Jamie Lee Curtis only joined that movie under the condition that it be the last movie, mm-hmm. and then she still had the rug pulled out from under her with her contract and they made her do one more after that and she said the only condition in which i'll come back is if you kill me that's why you get the opening of resurrections ah and she also asked to not be told how they were going to keep michael alive Mm -hmm. and just in case the movie did horribly they wanted to be able to end it so they did write in advance down how they were going to have had michael be alive uh, and then filmed it, knowing that that was what was going to happen, and that's why for a little while he's like pawing at the mask in in H two O and stuff. Mm, that just that and, feels so slimy, though. Yeah, it sucks because it's it's so clearly like you know business at the expense of of the story. Yeah. Um, which you know, whatever H two O is awesome. Like mm-hmm. I really enjoy that one, and so. You know, but I really enjoy this too. So, you know, yeah. I, it's funny. This is one of those movies that I feel like people are going to dig their heels in the ground and be stubborn and say, no, this really was bad because they're going to be so scarred. You know, like, and who, who am I to say why? Because they're diehard Halloween fans and you mm-hmm. might feel after multiple decades of your life passing that you deserved something that this didn't deliver but promised to be. Mm-hmm. So on that level, yeah, dude, this sucked. <laughs> But as a movie that has nothing to do with that purpose, mm-hmm. I I really liked this movie a lot. Oh I yeah, even loved this movie. Yeah, I, uh, just ha- it just is really flawed. You know. Yeah, but most movies are. Uh, yeah, like uh, I I can easily see myself going back to watch this. Just the the overall tone and 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 atmosphere of of, of the film. I like despite everything, John Carpenter's score still sticks out as as a overall positive to the uh, to to the film and the trilogy in general like even the best part of halloween kills is john carpenter's score one could argue uh one could argue one could argue <laughs> but uh no this like, film not rated mm-hmm. <laughs> this film not ranked really is what we're trying to avoid i guess so people should understand the premise really well hopefully from this conversation mm-hmm that we're not sitting here definitively telling you what you should think of a movie. Yeah. You know, and that's the whole point is we sh- these are stories to engage with and ultimately this is another really unique standalone chapter in a story about the concept of Halloween. Mhm. And I really think time is going to be friendly to this in that fan base. Mm-hmm. I feel like this managed to be niche enough that 
yeah, it's not going to get that crowd-pleasing, uh, wider audience, mass appeal reaction. Yeah. But I feel like Halloween fans, who are all currently largely negative on the movie, mm-hmm. are going to, like, revisit it for YouTube episodes and Halloween futures and things like that. And I think it's going I to sit favorably. I mean, just think about how depressed you are now that you hate this movie, and then go watch this movie to deal with that depression. Like... <laughs> You know? Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I, 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 I get that. And I, I'm, I'm looking forward to, to, to getting this movie when it comes out on 4K. One, to complete the set, and two, because... I'm so read... looking forward to being able to, to like, purchase and mm-hmm. rewatch this movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This, I, I see, it's funny. You say this one feels at least like Halloween, but man, like, to me, this felt like what I want to watch when it feels like Halloween. Yeah. It feels cold. It feels like fall. Right. But it feels like, like a bunch of people roaming around outside and everything feels like it's decaying a little bit. Yeah. But and like, there's a spooky monster out there, dude. And then there's some gore. Yeah. But those are two different things. Like feeling like, like a Halloween movie and feeling like a movie that I would watch during Halloween. Like, yeah. But you get one of those things with this and I'm fine with either one. I hope this is the last ends I hope they don't try and, you know, right. I would I would love to see Jamie Lee Curtis in another capacity. In fact, I would love and I want your I want you to give me the answer on this. And I want anyone watching this to put this in the comments below. The last thing we'll talk about instead of what would make you watch this again. Here's what I want to know. My next Halloween movie. OK, uh-huh. if you're if you're going to stick to pleasing the fan base while trying to do something new. I want them to go back and do a different legacy sequel where Laurie Strode has to confront the fact that she was in witness protection and was never there for her daughter, Jamie. Mm. This would be taking the fourth Halloween movie, retconning five and six, and doing a sequel. So the movies go one, two, four, and this one. Okay. What Halloween movie do you want to see next? Like, weirdly enough, I, I, I liked Ends so much that I want to see something else take another di- um, a different turn. So let's, this is actually a, uh, was actually one of, one of the ideas for a sequel to uh, Halloween back when they were trying to come up with something to do after Rob Zombie's ha- um, Halloween 2. They, they had this idea of going back to, and, and putting Laurie showed into a, a hospital, I think a mental hospital or a trauma hospital, and having it derive from there. Uh, something like that, and have the horror be completely in her mind. Uh, maybe go with the similar theme to this one, where she is so uh, scarred by it that without her knowing, she's becoming Michael Myers, and then she becomes the killer, and she's killing people around the hospital. But she's seeing it through... A, a, a mentally fractured uh, lens where what she's seeing Michael Myers do is Ooh. actually her doing it. Like a malignant type like situation. Yeah. I think I would like to see that. It depends on how it's ex- it's it's executed. Uh, but it's it's different. That it's, it's, it's something that we haven't seen from a Halloween film before and I'm all for trying new things in an established franchise. So we are This Film Not Rated, a branch of the Music City Drive-In Podcast Network, so check out the musiccitydrivein.com for a lot of other topics. They're going through the football season right now. There's a lot of 
super fun things going on that I know nothing about. Um, so <laughs> uh, tell us, please reach out, comment below, whatever it is. What do you want the next Halloween movie to be? Just as a firm reminder that this isn't and never was supposed to be the end of the franchise. I'm Eric. Uh, you can find uh, me at High Contrast FLM. And I'm Curtis. You can find me at 90sGamer407 and on Twitch at American Discordtainment. And you can find this whole thing at T-F-N-R-C-M-E-L. How do we close this out? Uh, the end. The end. Halloween ends. That's how they ended it themselves. Halloween ends and it just fades off with Halloween and it just ends at the end. Halloween ends. Boo! <laughs> Get spooked, everyone.